Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,244. I'm celebrating Women's History Month this March by having 21 inspiring automotive enthusiasts who are women, the movers and shakers who work in the automotive industry. So here we go. My mother once told me, Amelia, always have your own money so you don't have to beep your husband for a new station wagon. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hey, this is Mark Green. Join me at the Classic Auto Show in Costa Mesa, California, this March 16th and 17th at the Orange County Fair and Events Center. I'll be the celebrity stage MC conducting live interviews with past Cars Yard guests, including Adam Carolla, the Grand Marshal, Dave Kindig from Bitchin' Rides, Wayne Carini from Chasing Classic Cars, Mark Warman from Graveyard Cars, Mike Finnegan from Roadkill, Bogey from All Girls Garage, Big Mike, Import Tuner and Builder, and Lynn St. James, an iconic race car driver. I hope I'll see you at the Classic Otter Show. For more information, go to theclassicottershow.com. That's theclassicottershow.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from beautiful Topanga, California, Amelia Dalgard. Hey, Amelia, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am. Let's go. All right. Amelia Dalgard is the woman behind the edgy and often hilarious blog Motorhead Mama. That just saying that makes me laugh. She is also the president of the Motor Press Guild and the director of content for CarLabs.ai. Amelia started her career as a TV writer and producer. She was part of VH1's hit show Pop Up Video and Bloomberg's colossal flop The Morning Music Wire. Amelia also led the Southwest team for the Design Within Reach catalog business. Love that company as the company went from one store to 25 through its strong IPO. Since launching Motorhead Mama, Amelia has test-driven over 100 vehicles and maybe crashed a few. She lives in Los Angeles with her husband, two dogs, two kids, and roughly uh, 4 million other automotive enthusiasts. So Amelia, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little bit more about your career and a very obvious passion for automobiles? So uh, I've been a car girl for a long time, apparently. Um, I started writing Motorhead Mama when a friend of mine um, would get texts from me all the time with pictures of cars. And finally, she said, just, oh, write a blog already. And I was like, what's a blog? So yeah, so <laughs> then I looked that up and I decided, you know what, I'm going to try doing this for six months anonymously. I'm not going to tell anybody what I'm doing. I didn't tell my husband, didn't tell my friend, nothing. And then I was at a party six months later and a friend of mine came up to me and he said, oh, dude, you got to check out this blog. It's hilarious. This <laughs> I think she lives around here and he brought the site. <laughs> and uh, that's when I, you know, came out of the closet as Motorhead Mama and have just really tried to own it and be as fearless as I can ever since. That's awesome. Well, you know, what a cool story. And I always tell people, if you want to, do something in the automotive industry arena and make it somewhat of a sidepreneur. It very well could be your main job before you know it. Take a stab. Uh, do what Amelia did. Just kind of put it out there. Be consistent. That's the key I've learned with, well, after doing 1,244 podcasts now. Uh, and you know what? 
people start to notice you and uh, you hone your craft along the way. You get better and better and uh, then you became a superstar like Motorhead Mama here. So I love it. I love it. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. And it's a really nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on cars. Yeah. So Amelia, take the wheel. So uh, mine is not an expression, but a visual. I am looking at my inspiration right now. It's on the wall of the International Motorhead Mama Shed Quarters here, Panga. Uh, <laughs> and it's a picture of Ai Weiwei standing naked in Tiananmen Square. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah. And I always look and think, if that fat, pretty ugly Chinese guy can do that, I can say some smart clever things about cars. So that's that's my mantra. <laughs> Be like, I win, win. Okay, Amelia, you win the prize after 1,244 cars, yeah, I guess, of the most interesting, unique, and different mantra, inspirational quote, visual. Now that that visual's in my brain, I can't get it out. Thanks a lot, Amelia. You're welcome. Uh, but, you know, it, you're right. It says a lot to putting yourself out there, what I just said, what you did. And I tell people this all the time. You know, you never know when you put yourself out there and expose who you are. You might not want to do it the way that gentleman did it. Uh, you might get kicked off Facebook or something like that. But uh, I think that's pretty cool. Is that the way you felt in a sense when you started what you're doing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I was working in the design business and I was well known as a businesswoman. And <laughs> I would... I being a car girl was kind of my dirty little secret or so I thought. Um, but it turns out that everyone around me knew as well that I was a car freak. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah, I love that. That's really clever. I love it. Well, it fits with your whole genre, your whole personality, all the fun kind of person that you are. So uh, now I'm never going to get that out of my brain. And of course, I'm going to Google it because now I want to see what you're talking about. Then I'll never get it out. Thanks a lot. Of me. I have my... um logo over his private part so i don't have to stare at that all day long that well that's helps. good yeah <laughs> that helps a little bit yeah there you go well, oh my gosh where do i go from here well let's talk about a story that instigated your personal passion for cars i'd like to hear about that pivotal moment as you remember it that you knew you were a car gal oh it's so hard i get this question a lot um, and I actually have been writing a book for the past two years called My Life in 12 Cars because I realized that it wasn't just one moment, but it was a lot of moments. And the one that sticks out to me, which is funny, is my brother-in-law was visiting from Australia and he was hanging out at my in my house one day and he was reading Car and Driver and he turned it over and he said, subscriber since 1980." 87? Yeah, 1987. And he said, but it's your name, not your, your husband's. And I said, yeah. And he said, you've been reading Car and Driver since 1987? I said, well, no, that's when my subscription started because I went away to prep school and I couldn't read my dad's anymore. Uh. <laughs> he, he looked at me like that was really funny. And I, I was like, well, doesn't everybody read Car and Driver? And he said, well, not all girls. And I was like, right. Okay. <laughs> so. There you go. Yeah. Well, you know, how many of us started with car magazines that way? For me, my next door neighbor, when I was really young, he was an FBI agent. Cool guy. He drove some cool cars. And uh, he'd always throw away all his old car magazines. So trash day, I'd drag our trash out and look over in his trash can and go, oh, there's a bunch of cool stuff and grab it and run back in the house with it. And 
Yeah, my mom's like, why does magazine smell like garbage? I'm like, well, <laughs> maybe if you bought me a subscription, mom, I could uh, I could get my own magazines. But uh, she goes, well, why why pay for stuff you can get for free? So, <laughs> or remember going to um, to newsstands and seeing like the European car magazines and being, mm. how long can I stare at this before he makes me you know pay for it or gives me the dirty look? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it's a great place to start for sure. Well. Let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down. Now, you've been in a couple different industry, TV industry, and then uh, Design Within Reach. Love that publication. A bunch of the furniture in my house is from that publication. Love love the things that they do. We have a very modern home. But I would like to hear about a big challenge or a big failure that you faced along the way, something that really kind of uh, made you struggle a little bit. Walk us through that. But more importantly, what did that teach you so you could move forward? Mm. I was very happy on TV and I was very happy at Design Within Reach. And then I left DWR when I was having my second child because it was just too crazy to become public. And, and I always told myself, oh, I want to get back to writing. I want to get back to writing. But I kept saying, well, I'll just make a... I know that writing doesn't pay. So I'll just make a lot of money by the time I'm 50 so that I can start writing when I'm 50. And what ended up happening is that the Great Recession happened. And the design industry, which was very profitable for me previously, ended up, it, it was hard to get a job and it was hard to get a job that paid well. And I was on a bonus and commission structure with what I did and the money wasn't good anymore and it wasn't fun anymore. And I kept saying to myself, I kept trying to make it work so that I could make all this money. So like, right. And, and finally, what ended up happening was Motorhead Malma happened. I just started doing this thing on the side to keep the wheels turning. Sorry for the pun, but you know, to just write. And then it took off. But I think what the, what was interesting was I knew in my gut that it wasn't right, that it wasn't the right thing to do, that I could have at some point really made that transition, a very thoughtful transition. And, in some ways, I got really lucky. You know, what if I had been run over by a bus? What if something had happened? You know, and I never would have written. And so there is that thing where, you know, what I learned was, you know, you shouldn't necessarily wait till you're old or to do something that you love. Mm-hmm. And I, my gut also knew all the way along after DWR that everything I was doing was wrong. You know, you dropped a, a lot of golden nuggets here for us today. Words of wisdom from an old er person. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you did that. Uh, that can really be valuable for people. And, and the things that I heard you say, number one is don't wait. They, there's an old saying, what's the best time to plant a tree yesterday and or last year? And yeah, don't wait because tomorrow may never come. So many people have very lucrative jobs or making a lot of money, but they're not happy and they just live for the weekends and they live for whatever retirement means. And those may not come. Uh, You may not get there. And I've always heard too, you know, the best time to start any new venture is today, right now, just even in baby steps, which is the way you did it, which is great. But also when that voice is telling you, I'm not happy what I'm doing and I'm just chasing the money, that voice is honest and true and you need to listen to it because uh, otherwise you could be setting yourself up for a lot of misery, right? Amen. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for sharing that. Um, yeah, that old nasty recession, 07, 08, 09, affected so many people and I've had many people on the show that had to do what I like to say, pivot. And, and that's what you did in your career. I mean, you did a couple pivots in your career, working in TV, writing, 
then tr- pivoting to design, um, the creative side, and then pivoting to writing and cars. I mean, you're a pivot master. <laughs> I do. I have a lot of interests. But what's funny is I just, to me, Motorhead Mama feels like TV again, right? It's entertainment. It's it's being honest. It's being funny. It's listening to your audience. There's a lot of overlap in all of these things. And when you have your own business, the reality is you're also a salesman. And so all of all of my careers have really helped me. I don't think that I could have done this any earlier. I needed that education, frankly. Well, and the other cool thing is nowadays, and it's been this way for a pretty short time when you think about the length of your life, my life, or the length of of the world, if you will, let's say the last hundred years, there are now mediums that we can get out and do this stuff like like what you're doing and what, what I'm doing, quite frankly, this podcast 10 years ago would have been very hard, if not impossible, and, and there weren't many people listening. So there's a world of opportunities out there to put yourself out there in so many ways. And it's very inexpensive. If you want to make money, you're right. You got to be a salesperson. You got to pitch yourself all the time. I'm always looking for sponsors. I'm sure you are too. Always looking for ways to leverage and scale the business with what you're doing. But uh, kudos to you for what you did there. That's really fantastic. You're welcome. Let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special car, bike, motorcycle, truck, whatever it might be, and maybe share a memory you have about that ride. Oh, that is such a hard question. You know, I'm here again in my shed quarters and I have a timeline on my, I have a a wall that's all whiteboard and I have a timeline of it, of the cars that I've owned or that my parents had. And I always look at it. it. But the car that stands out for me was the car that, the first car that I bought with my own money. And that was a 1981 Saab 900 Turbo limited edition two-tone gray. Ooh. It was a doozy. That That's what our mechanic called it. My parents both had Saabs and they had 900 S's. And then when it was time for me to buy my own car, I went to him and I was like, what should I buy? And he goes, well, I've got a doozy. And he, he shows me this car. And he said, you know, I've rebuilt the Turbo. I've done this. I've done that. Um, and it comes with, uh, I'll give you a warranty. It's 2,500 bucks. I'll give you a five year unlimited warranty. And I was like, well, hell, I can't go wrong with this, right? <laughs> that car was simply amazing. I mean, first of all, I don't know if you ever did you drive sobs of that era? I have because back when I was in high school and college, I had a detailing business and I had several clients with sobs. And I remember the first time I got in one, I said, where the heck do you put the key in this thing? <laughs> That's right. That center ignition is just so yeah. funny and, yeah. and such an unfortunate place, right? That's where all the crumbs go. And if you uh-huh. Right. But that car was also incredibly fast. So he was, he was a karting guy and he, he was a racer. And so he had built the turbo. So it, it really was overperforming. He had done a little extra work on it. And my, my dad was a big car guy. So I knew how to drive and I knew how to drive fast, but my, my car was faster than my dad's car. And I had the greatest time in that vehicle, but true to Saab 900 turbo form, it, broke down a lot. So yeah. in that process, and because of my unlimited warranty, I um, <laughs> spent a lot of time with my mechanic, Barney, who I have such a fun place in my heart with. So I would sit there and he would tell me what was wrong with the car. And I would sit there while he fixed it and he would tell me stuff. And then I would go away and listen for things. And I found that that, that having that overperforming jalopy really helped 
me tune my ear and be me be more sensitive to the needs of the car because at any moment it could break down and I have to be yeah. ready for it. Oh, I know. Yeah, they were. Yeah, you know, not that not that reliable. Those old things. No, no, not at all. I always say um, that when I drive electric cars or cars that you know have a the automatic on off you know start stop at lights. Right. I have a little bit of sob PTSD because when it turns off, I'm convinced that it's never going to turn on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's like my uh, my wife, Jill. Uh, we did a major remodel about 11, 12 years ago in our house, and we made the huge mistake of staying in the house during the remodel, which I got to escape every day because I was then working. So I left every morning and tried to stay at work as long as I could. And you know, I come home, and to this day, if I start a drill up or a power saw, she starts shaking and she runs out of the house screaming. It's like, no, never again. So I love that. Sob PTSD. That's a new one. It's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. I love it. Well, how about seller's remorse? Do you miss that car, or is there another car you've let go you wish you had back? Okay, so another thing I have on my wall is my, are my dream cars, the cars that I that I want someday. And and the seller's remorse changes all the time, right? Kind of how I'm feeling. But these days, the car that I'm missing, let's see, when my, before my second child was born, we had a Porsche uh, C2S, the 997. And yes. Oh, and it was manual and it was an extraordinary car. And it just felt, again, the recession and everything, it just felt irresponsible to have it. And I was changing careers and all this stuff. And so we got rid of it. And, and I also just felt like a jerk, like the blonde girl in the convertible Porsche. I just felt like I would hate me if I saw me driving. Yeah. Everybody else is out of work and she's living the happy life. Yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't, you know, my life, my, my life went to hell, but, but we came back, but I will say, I miss that car. And every time yeah. I see one, I hate them a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a 993, a 98C4S that was a daily driver. And that's one of the, well, one of the many cars I wish I hadn't let go. But they are really nice cars and just comfortable. And they're they're great everyday cars, too, despite being, yeah, despite being a sports car. I mean, they're reliable. They start all the time. They just go, go, go. They're great. They're great. Well, I'd love for you to share a little bit more with my listeners who have not yet experienced the wonder and joy of Motorhead Mama. Uh, tell us what this is all about and tell us what has you excited this new year. And I'll let our listeners know when you go to the website, you're going to see some very clever and very cool writing. Uh, some of the titles of today's uh, page on Motorhead Mama, Bi- Badass Women of Automotive, Molly Taylor, uh, Dude or D-Bag, The Outfits of CES, and... Uh, what would Ava drive or how to raise a smart ass? Uh, there's some really fun, clever stuff here. So uh, what is you excited and fired up this year about what you're doing with Motorhead Mama? You know, the Badass Women of Automotive is a column that's really taken off. And it really, as you're doing this month, and, and kudos to you, Mark, for doing this, is um, there are a lot of women in this industry that get overlooked and th- there it, there are younger women that are really taking off. And it's a great time to be a woman in this industry, I think. And I'm really excited to highlight more women. I'm also, the thing that I'm most excited about, though, is, like I said, everything goes full circle for me. So I'm doing more and more video work, which I love because the producer in me just knows how to do that from my H1 MTV days. And 
I just started a little virtual reality project. Uh, mm. Yeah. And I'm very excited about integrating VR and automotive and uh, using it to help people experience things that they may never experience, but they can do so in VR. Wow. Well, I would encourage all my listeners out there, men and women, boys and girls, young and old. I mean, this is a fun site. Go to MotorheadMama.com. Uh, subscribe, be a part of it. Uh, it'll bring a smile to your face. And with uh, some of the stuff that is pouncing around on the internet these days, it's not so happy and wonderful. This is a way to start your day with a, a smile and around your passion. So I encourage you to check out what she's doing. Maybe I should call you, Amelia. You know, I just launched a television show with Cars, yeah, and I'm I'm learning this TV gig. I think I'm going to need to call you as a a counsel uh, whenever I'm like, oh, how do I do this? Yeah, I so. just looked at it actually, and that's I'd be delighted. I'd be more than happy <laughs> anytime. There you go. There you go. So, Amelia, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. That's right, 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft has been manufacturing premium quality exterior and interior covers for over 50 years with a stellar reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom-patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit over 80,000 patterns and growing. They are the only cover I'll put on my vehicles. You can choose from a wide variety of fabrics, styles, colors, and more. From full cover designs for factory to custom-made vehicles, plus convertible top covers, trucks, truck cab coolers, motorcycles, scooters, ATVs, trailers, campers, personal watercraft, and a wide variety of custom features. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, Thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at carsyeah.com. Hey, Mark Green here from the Cars Yeah! podcast. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah! TV show? That's right. Cars Yeah! is now on MAV TV. I visit some of the past Cars Yeah! guests and take you along for the ride. Go to MavTV.com to learn more where you can enjoy Cars Yeah! TV. MavTV is also available on DirecTV, FuboTV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through MavTV.com online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. All right, we are back. And before I jump into the last lap, I have a very introspective question. This is a bit of a revealing question for my guests. If you were manifested into a vehicle, not what you want to be, but how you perceive yourself as a vehicle, what would Amelia be and why? Cool. You know what's funny? We've already mentioned it, but I have a lot in common with that Saab 900 Turbo. Uh, Mm. Because when you look at me, I'm not the woman you expect to be the smart ass car blocker. Uh, I'm 
I look kind of maybe Southern California, a little preppy. I'm from Connecticut, like like the sob. And you look at me and you think she's not dangerous. You know, she's not. She we know exactly what she's going to do. And then you find out on Metalhead Mama, it surprises you. Uh, at least that's what people tell me. And and the sob 900 Turbo was that car. So I like to think that I was I am as unexpected as that vehicle. And despite that, she doesn't break down all the time. I can tell you right now. (laughs) Remains to be seen. (laughs) Remains to be seen. There you go. Well, uh, I love it. And and before I go forward here, I want a shout out to a past guest here, Deb Pollock, mutual friend of ours who connected me with Amelia. She said, oh, you got to have Amelia on your show. She is a hoot. And she's right. So thank you, Deb, for uh, for turning for turning me on to so many great women that I've had here as guests, and especially this month here. All right, we're up to the last lap, Amelia, and this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle, that sob throttle, as long as you don't blow the turbocharger. Answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? My mother once told me, Amelia, always have your own money. And I said, why? And she said, so you don't have to beep your husband for a new station wagon. <laughs> well, I thank you for keeping it clean that we do that here on Cars. Yeah, but I think we all get the gist of mother's wisdom there. But more importantly, you know, there's a really strong message there, I think, for for all people, but especially women and any relationship is, yeah, make it so you don't have to rely on somebody else that you are self-sufficient. I've always taught my daughter that, you know, it makes you stronger. It makes you believe in yourself more and uh, gives you a little bit more control over your life. So there's to your mom. Cheers to your mom. Right. And then you can drive what you want. Whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Anytime you want. That's right. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many success? (laughs) Sis? <laughs> well, I have posted on my computer that says, do one thing per day that scares you. Ah, love it. I love that. You know, dare to fail, I guess, is another way to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Is put yourself out there. That That is so, so important. And again, this medium you're using, what I'm doing, gives you that opportunity to do that. So very cool. Uh, hopefully that's a, well, it could be next to the naked guy in Tiananmen Square. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Might be. Might be. By the way, I love the term for your office. Uh, yes. So it's a converted tough shed. Love it. And it's, so it's the international shed quarters and it's really a sight to behold. I love it. It's my special place. Reminds me of that commercial. I think it's an insurance company. The she shed catches on fire and, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. just I calls her an agent. I need a new she shed. So uh, hopefully that will never happen to your world headquarters there. How about a resource? Is there one that you'd like to share with our listeners that you find really fun and appealing? For me, it's social media. You know, the place, the places that I I get so inspired by Twitter. I'm not going to lie. There's a guy I follow called Car Mods, but it's um, Shooty. Karma, uh-huh. I guess we'll say, uh, he uh-huh. is wonderful. Uh, there are, I find that Twitter is a great place to find car content from outside of the usual suspects, people doing interesting things with cars and people sharing their love for cars, regardless of their gender or location. Um, so Twitter. You know, and you dropped another golden nugget there. Uh, don't be afraid to venture outside where you normally go on social media because like last night I was looking through Instagram and my feed tends to be filled with car people, car things, of course, of who I am. And 
I have other interests as well. And I typed in a couple words and all of a sudden, like this whole new world opened up for me. And my wife came in and I was supposed to be making dinner and it was like 8.30. She said, are we eating tonight? <laughs> I said, uh, no, how about a bowl of popcorn? Does that sound like a good meal? Uh, <laughs> because I just all of a sudden it's like, oh, look at this whole other cabillion things. It was architecture and design and modern design. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, venture outside your norms once in a while. Uh, you might just be surprised what you find out. Well, if I could wave a magic wand and arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that be? I have been so lucky in my career that I have met some of my idols. Being the president of the Motor Press Guild has allowed me to have, have beers with people that I've idolized for years and years and years. So honestly, that guy would be my dad who's passed away and yeah. he never got to see me do Motorhead Mama. And I think, um, I think of him every day and I know he would love it. And I would love to just have an hour so I could tell him everything. Yeah, boy, you kind of took me up here because uh, I had the pleasure of being interviewed by, well, I've been on a bunch of podcasts and one asked me that, you asked me a lot of the same questions I asked my guests. And I said the same thing because I lost my dad a year and a half ago. And um, what I was doing was kind of just getting into gear and starting to happen. And now the TV show. And um, I remember he was always encouraging, even when I ventured into this, which was something I went, what am I doing? This is insane. <laughs> This is totally so out of my normal, what I've always done. And uh, yeah, he'd just smile and say, I told you so. I'm sure that's what he'd say. I told you so. It's all going to work out. That's what he used to always say whenever I was concerned about something. Don't worry. It will all work out. And he's right. You know, someone else that comes to mind with this is Tommy Kendall, who I'm sure you know, TK. Yeah. Um, and in fact, he and Justin Bell just launched a really cool new uh, online show for those listeners to go check it out where they were just at Daytona and in a trailer interviewing people. But he had a great saying that, you know, this time you're in right now is perfect or you are perfect for this time is a more eloquent way to say it uh, the way he said it. And uh, no doubt, Amelia, your dad has a very big smile on his face as we talk today. <laughs> and, and of course, is very proud of you as well. Well, how about a book? Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy reading? You know, I am funny like that. I read a lot of automotive publications. I don't read a lot of car books. Mm -hmm. But what I just finished over the holidays that really inspired me, and I want to say changed my life, and I'm going to give props to the last author on earth that needs any kind of promotion, but it's Stephen King <laughs> and his book on writing is a very honest, straightforward book to tell people you know, how to be a writer and how not to be a writer. You know, he's got that great, no nonsense, New England, Maine. Um, my dad used to call them maniacs, <laughs> you know, a voice where he's just telling you how to be a writer and how not to be a writer. So if, there, if anybody out there has ever thought about writing a book or becoming a writer or has that passion in them, read On Writing by Stephen King. It's a great book. I recommend it highly. You know, great recommendation. And I need to get that book because I've heard that from many people. And, and my son, uh, who works in the tech industry for Google, but he's writing his own book right now, too. And he recommended that book as an example of uh, help, being helpful on how to be a write, better writer. I think we can all be better writers yes. these days. And uh, I'm going to get a copy of that. I've been trying to be good this year about reading a great book every month. Maybe that'll be my March book. I like that. There you go. Thanks for that. Well, listeners, you can find all these great resources Amelia has shared with us today 
on her very own Cars Yeah show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Amelia Dalgard, D-A-L-G-A-A-R-D, three A's in her name. Very cool. Just like I have three E's in my name. And you'll find all the links to all these great resources. All right, Amelia, you spoke about a doozy earlier in our talk. This question can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet, park it in your garage there in Topanga Canyon. Uh, It doesn't matter who belongs to it or who owns it or where it is. I'm going to go get it for you and drive it up to the beautiful hills of Los Angeles and park it in your garage. But there's a couple rules to this game that you have to abide by. One is, it's the only cool collector vehicle you can have. You have to drive it. No garage queens, but I don't think that's going to be a problem for you. And last but not least, you cannot sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. So that little trick's off the table. What's it going to be? So intense. I mean, again, impossible question. On my white, on that white, I've got these dream cars list right in front of me. And number one is always the same car, which is the E-Type. Ah, okay. So like a Series 1? Series 1, all the way. Yeah. Um, I have to tell you a little story. My father was a copywriter and he was Don Graper. He was the guy that wrote the copy for the E-Type when it launched. Oh my gosh. Your father? Yes. And oh my so gosh. I came home one day and there was an E-Type in the driveway with the top down and a fruit basket in the driver's seat with a note that said, you know, dear John, thank you for all of your good work. And it was from Sir blah, blah, blah at Jaguar. And uh, my mom came out of the drive uh, out and said, get that thing out of my driveway right now. Send it back. We cannot possibly accept that gift. And my father sent the Jaguar back. No, no, no. You (laughs) not. So to this day, I do not wear a wedding ring because I told my husband, just keep me having Cars are good, and I would really like a Series 1 E-Type. So that's why I don't wear a wedding ring. So one of these days, um, it will be in my driveway. No doubt. No doubt. Wow, what an incredible story. Well, that is very cool, uh, what your father was as a writer. And obviously, you picked up those writing genes in your genetics. But yeah, E-Types is what started it for me, Amelia. Uh, the very first Matchbox car my father ever bought me was a E-Type. Uh, it was a coupe. I prefer the convertibles, but I would take a coupe at this point. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the Series 1. So just so I get this right, what color would you like that E-Type to be? That's so hard. But I like that creamy, like banana-y color. I don't know what mm. you called it. It's, it's a bit cream, almost like a very pale, pale yellow. Pale yellow. Yeah, I know the color. Yeah. Wow. Oh, what a beautiful car. I can't wait for to see you driving through the canyons there of Los Angeles in the that E-Type. Very nice. Well, Amelia, you have taken me on an awesome ride today. I knew you would. I've really enjoyed getting to know you better. Motorhead Mama, what a joy. Thanks for sharing your journey. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset in that E-Type? Technology rocks. A lot of car people don't love technology and are scared of it. And I think, as you alluded to earlier, it's launched my career. It's helped your career. Uh, morph into something different. And in our cars, it's really transforming everything to really exciting places. And I'm excited about what that future looks like. You know, I would agree with you too. My wife and I have cars that we bought new, but they're they're old. They're 14 and 15 years old. But the way I take care of cars, it's, I kind of think, why do I want to go buy a new one? And whenever we take a car in for service and they loan us a brand new BMW because they're both BMWs, I'm always like, holy cow, look at all the stuff in this thing. <laughs> Of course, my wife's like, that was nice to have. I kind of like to have that in my car. But uh, 
Yeah, I would agree with you. I think we're living in a fantastic time for technology. And if you embrace the positives and use those to your benefit, uh, you would be amazed. I mean, what's coming down the road, again, another bad pun for us here today, but with cars is absolutely brilliant. I love that attitude. And what's the best way, again, for our listeners to learn more about you and Motorhead Mama? Uh, you can find me on my website, obviously, motorheadmama.com, M-A-M-A, and also Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and YouTube. I'm all over. All over the place. Well, listeners, again, you can find all these links. We'll post them on Amelia's very own show notes page on the Cars yeah website. Just type Amelia into the search bar, and her page will pop right up. I encourage you to subscribe. Be a part of Motorhead Mama. Again, it will bring a smile to your face every day. That is a guarantee. Amelia, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with my listeners and being part of my uh, History of Women's Month here. Fantastic to talk to all these ladies that work in the automotive industry. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you. You're welcome. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.